Hello and welcome to Celebrating Simple Life. I'm Kimberly and I've been planning parties and incredible events for the past 15 years. I'm passionate about connecting people, making gatherings purposeful, and making the most out of every moment. Join me as we learn together how to find joy, celebrate the simple things in life, use events to grow your business, entertain with purpose, and have a whole lot of fun along the way. Cheers to Celebrating Simple Life. Today on the show, I am so excited to chat with Kendra Soudan, real estate agent extraordinaire. She has a long history with real estate, both personally and professionally, and her experience is honestly out of this world, you guys. She has had most of 2019 holding the spot of top producer within her agency, and she has actually recently rebranded and her vision for what real estate can do for people um, is really extraordinary. She holds such an incredible uh, place in her heart to help women. Her kind-natured personality has become the perfect extension for women to lean on as they move into their next chapter, sometimes alone, sometimes with family. Kendra's life work has become helping her clients enter new phases of their lives, making sure they feel confident that they are making good decisions that shape their future and even their family's future. She is just a go-getter and from staging and decor consulting to the executive direction of marketing and advertising when you're listing and selling a home and she even mows the lawn. She is just a firecracker and she just goes above and beyond and I have personally experienced this um, having her as my real estate agent but she is first and foremost my friend and I am so excited for you to hear our conversation today about home and what that means and how she is creating an incredible business right here in Saskatoon. So stay tuned. Hello, Kendra. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. I have been looking forward to chatting with you all all day, all week. That's awesome. I'm super pumped. This is going to be so fun. So I've already introduced you to our guests and uh, Kendra, I just can't say enough about her. So I get to have this like unique relationship with you where you get to be lots of things to me. First and foremost, you are my friend. That happened first, but you have gotten to be my real estate agent and confidant and real estate agent, I think should have all of these umbrellas under it of you are also (laughs) my like personal assistant during that time. You are my psychologist, my therapist, my all of those Many things. hats. Many hats. Many yeah. hats. Yeah. So <laughs> you have not always been a real estate agent, right. but you have had a lot of different um, fields over the years and just personal and professional things that you have done that have been under the umbrella of buying and selling houses and flipping houses and working mm-hmm. in other areas of home buying and purchasing and finance yeah. that you wear, you do wear a lot of hats. So tell me about Kendra and how you got into the real estate agency and beautiful brand that you are today. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, I, it's kind of interesting. Like you said, I've, I've kind of done a lot of things and they've all led me here and are all beneficial. So um, I went to school for finance and I worked in a bank, a few different banks and you know, thought I'd help people that way. So I have a lot of experience when it comes to financing products and mortgages and all of those things. And I then left that industry and hopped over to the appraisal world. Oh, wow. Just like that's totally well. both sides. Hey? Yeah. Yeah. So it's, and then <laughs> after that kind of came full circle, dipped my toes into real estate investing personally, 
um, with some revenue properties. We would buy a house, we'd live in it, we'd renovate it, we'd sell it, move on again. Um, and then I left the appraisal world to do that full time to renovate properties for profit. That is not for the weak of heart. You and I were kind of doing that, not together, but at the same time of life in some of our properties. My husband and I did some real estate Mm -hmm. flipping and investing as well. We are all alive to talk about it. So that's a good sign. We survived survived. Sitting on milk crates and eating Chinese food because we had no kitchen. Totally. So, okay. So you, I interrupted. Now you, you've been flipping houses and you did that full time. You just quit your job. Like how, how does that happen? I did. Um, Looking back on it now, it's almost like I just needed a change and that's just naturally where I went. I don't know if that was necessarily the right decision, but it got me to where I am today. But um, yeah, I, you know, we'd been successful at it, doing it ourselves while working. And we thought, well, hey, I, I bet you I can make a go of this. Imagine if I was full doing time, this full time, right? Like that would be great. It'd be fun. It'd be a lot of work. We'd make a lot of money. Everything's going to be great. And it wasn't. It, it wasn't. It was a great experience. I don't regret any of it. Um, and the market kind of shifted. I took too long to finish the house. I dragged my feet on a lot of things. And um, yeah, I, that was kind of the end of that. We said, we can't do that again. Right. We broke even. We didn't make a penny. Right. And, and now we what? lost a lot of time. <laughs> and now what? But uh, at that moment, my real estate agent had said to me, you know, Kendra, why don't you become a real estate agent? And I completely laughed in his face. Had that ever crossed your mind prior to that? No, not really. I don't think so. Uh, just seeing like he would open house and he was showing us in evenings and weekends and he was just always available. I'm like, <laughs> I don't want to work. How do you do much? this? You know, yeah. exactly. And so he let it go. I let it go. And, um, a f- about six months later, I had been doing some odd jobs, not really sure where I wanted to go. And, uh, I just made a decision. I called him up. We went for lunch and he asked me again, he goes, so what are you going to do for work? I said, well, I've decided I want to be a real estate agent. And he laughed at me. (laughs) And he said, well, that's funny because I was going to ask you if you want to be my assistant. But this is even better. So, wow. Yeah. Six weeks later, I had completed all my licensing and I was a full-fledged realtor ready to go. Wow. That's great. So as you dipped your toes into Mm -hmm. the world of real estate as an agent this time, not as somebody looking to buy or sell a house personally, what, how did you feel like, how did you start connecting yourself? I know I'm, I'm not a real estate agent, but I know as I like look around to me as an outsider looking in, there are certain professions Mm -hmm. that you see around you that either seem really easy to get into from a standpoint of anybody can do it. I say that because my industry is one of those being an event planner. Yeah. Super easy. Anybody can do it. Being a photographer, super easy. Anybody can do it to get into it. There's going to be a lot of ruffled feathers of people hearing me say this, but it's true. It's easy to get into. It's not easy to be successful at it, but getting into it, you snap your fingers. You had a few weeks, you did some studying, you got in you are a smart girl, so maybe for everybody else that wouldn't be as easy. But you got in and that was just it. And then you're like, now what? Yeah. Right? So what yeah. was the first steps of things that you you did to start building up? Because you, like, you're kind of like, you're an entrepreneur, are you not? You're like absolutely. growing your own business. Yeah, absolutely. I think I, well, I know. I know I was very naive when I first started. I'm like, this is going to be great. I'm going to sell some houses. I'm going to get clients. 
I, if had I really thought about it, I probably never would have done it. Like knowing what I know now and looking back and then, you know, telling somebody that was really scary. But at the, I think just being naive actually was, um, the best thing I probably could so have been. Do you at think the time. it was good that you were in the place that you were in where you were like, I kind of got nothing to lose. Kinda. I'm already in a place yeah. where I'm like needing to make a decision about something. So whether yeah. I'm job hunting and what's, looking for a regular nine to five yeah. or doing this. Like what's the worst that could happen? Right. Yeah. Um, and I, had, I joined a team. It was great. Um, so I had some support there to kind of get me started. But my experience in the industries I had previously really helped um, foster client connections and then referrals. And I had amazing people support me that way and because of my personal experience with real estate as well like a lot of our friends would ask us for you know real estate advice or you know what do you think of this property because we had just dove in and and tried it and we were successful in it um for the most part Mm -hmm. so that's amazing yeah so now as we fast forward through the years Mm -hmm. has it been almost a decade of real estate now like almost getting there to it'll be a decade yeah it'll be nine years in yeah January. okay so yeah. you're you you're a seasoned real estate agent you're still here to tell about it so yeah. you've obviously had I've survived you've survived <laughs> and I know that that has not been without roller coaster of mm-hmm. seasons in the market and in yeah. ventures and in different things going on that there's always an ebb and a flow to life in general Mm -hmm. and in a profession where you are not guaranteed anything I can imagine that those would be almost extra scary versus knowing that you have a regular paycheck coming in or you have a regular oh I know that at this time of year there's always this many houses for me to sell no not the case right not at all so how have you over the years in growing and changing what would you say has been um like what has been something that has set you apart, I guess, to to get you to where you are today from how you remember starting? Yes. That's such an interesting question. Um, and it's hard for me to describe. And the only thing I can really think of is that I'm what sets me apart mm. from everybody else. Just like you're what sets you apart, you know, in a lot of regards. It's scary being else. your own brand, isn't it? It is scary having, I mean, you have a tangible product kind of like a house that you're like selling. However, to get to that point, you're, you're selling yourself to get those Every time I meet a client, I have to sell myself, which is a really fascinating, um, situation to put yourself in constantly. Like I could sit here and sell you to Mm -hmm. a friend, no problem, but then you have to do it yourself. And then there's all these other thoughts that come into your mind and the doubt and all those things too. But ultimately I feel like if a client connects with me energetically or they have a belief about me, that's, that's the most important part. And that I I really do think that that's how I've been successful is just connecting with people. I'm not the agent for everybody and not every client is going to be for me either. Mm -hmm. That's also a big hurdle that I've had to get over these past few years too is you know taking any client on even though you know when you see their name pop on on your phone and if you don't get that feeling like oh it's so and so or oh great right if it's like oh I don't even want to answer that phone call Mm -hmm. but you're also self-employed so you're like 
I also need to provide for my family. Do 100%. I just put myself through that? Like, what 100%. is it? So as I've grown over time with that, I've gotten a lot better at defining and figuring out who I am and who I like to work with. Isn't it interesting? I feel like this is a topic that for me recently has just kept coming up mm-hmm. over and over in so many different conversations that I've had in the industry, just personal conversations of people about this idea around finding your niche. And I think that mm-hmm. that I think that that is universal. I don't think that there is any industry where, I mean, there's certain cut and dry products that are sort of more of a, okay, this pertains to everybody. Right. Everybody uses this. You really don't necessarily have a niche market. But I think there's still, even in that, trying to find a way to set themselves apart to find their way within it, right? Mm-hmm. So I feel like hearing you say that you are, I don't even know if the word selective is the right thing, but you're trying yes. to find the clients that you can best suit because there would be clients whom you probably just couldn't do anything right for because you're Absolutely. just not the right match, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, and I, I think that's, that's a huge thing in real estate. Like people don't sell houses every day. They, there's usually a life circumstance that happens or they've just grown and they need something different and they kind of want, what, well, I guess I shouldn't say they. I know what I would want in that is somebody who can guide me through because I don't know what I'm doing. Um, so you need that expertise, but you also need that human level mm-hmm. to it as well where you can connect and you under, you feel like you're understood. Because for most of us, a house is the biggest purchase mm-hmm. we will ever make in our entire life. Right. Whether you buy many houses throughout the course of your life or not, each time you buy or sell one, that is the largest financial transaction usually Mm -hmm. in other things. I don't own something else that costs more than my home. You know, like that's the biggest thing. And often it's such a quick market. You are making the quickest decision on the most expensive thing, which is Mm -hmm. mind boggling. You're like, I contemplate which brand of milk to buy longer than I have on some of our real estate (laughs) decisions. (laughs) I've actually um, purchased a home for someone who never actually saw it. And she has lived there for five years and, and loves it. But I love that. Isn't that crazy? Well, and the home that I currently live in, you right. FaceTimed me through that home. Right. I actually did not either set foot into it. I saw it with my eyes, but I didn't yeah. set foot in it until we had already signed the papers because I trusted you. And that's the key. Mm-hmm. That's the key. You have to trust that person. Yeah. And I will flat out tell you if I'm like, this isn't a great house. Right. And I think For that's you. the scary part because it is a sales industry. Mm-hmm. Like that's the point of it, right? Yeah. Nobody goes into a real estate agency hoping they don't sell a property. That's right. But that can get a, be a very slippery slope sometimes. So tell me about the evolvement. This kind of leads right into the, Tell me about the evolvement of how you have been able to define that for yourself in the last few months, in the last year. Mm-hmm. I know you've recently come um, into a rebranding yes. of Kendra Soudan, and it's beautiful. And I, I know how much time and effort and thought and blood, sweat and tears have gone into this process because Mm -hmm. it's not just your brand. You are, you are defining how you get to connect with people is how I see this from an outsider looking into it. You are creating this space for people the second they 
click on your website or the second they click on your Instagram because you, you're a human being, so you're not everywhere all the time. They have to be able to find you probably digitally mm-hmm. first if they don't know you as a person first. Right. And you've made this like this welcoming space um, on here, and it's just beautiful. And I would love to hear your your process as to how you how you decided what direction to go as you rebranded in order to make your your business more connecting, and I think even leading into more female clientele yes. necessarily focusing on women which I think is so amazing yes I love that it's kind of a long story there's a lot of facets and I don't think anything just like was a light bulb moment one day but I do remember a time last year where um, I, I looked around at what I had who I was um, and what I kind of always thought I would be and when I was a teenager I had this checklist of okay if I have these things I will be successful and thought I'd be happy Mm. and all that stuff and literally the checklist was a home I love check a car I like to drive check I would be working in a downtown office with floor-to-ceiling windows and I'd wear professional business attire and I would feel important like I mattered Mm. to others And I literally had an office downtown with a beautiful view, floor to ceiling windows, all these things. And everything on my checklist was checked off. But there was no happiness Mm. there. And something was missing. And it's so confusing because... You're like, I I, shouldn't be upset about this. Absolutely. I look back, I'm like, but I did everything I set out to do. And I thought I would have it all. And I don't. So that made me look take a hard look at myself and I actually thought I was going to quit real estate honestly um I thought it was the career and it really wasn't it was all me right um and my ideas of what I thought well, that feels almost like maybe the easiest coping mechanism sometimes to be like okay what are the like quickest things that I can remove yeah. from the situation to like take away the actually having to dig deep into these feelings yeah. of why yeah hey yeah exactly um and I think I've always just been quick to, to blame the job or blame the thing or, or find a reason to blame it. It really wasn't right. it. Um, so yeah, I just did a lot of reflection last year and looked back on my career, which I, I do love it. Don't get me wrong. I do love it. But there was a time where I thought I was going to quit. And I look back on who I enjoyed working with most and where I felt I made the biggest impact in people's lives. And that came to be... So when I look back on who I've enjoyed working with in the past, um, who I felt connected with and, and who I maybe made the most impact, it tended to be women um, and women with families and, you know, kind of in my age demographic. And that fulfilled me. And I can't do this job, which is so incredibly demanding, for people that I don't connect with. That's what I think I realized at the end of the day. Uh, I also realized, you know, given that checklist, that I was being who I thought I was supposed to be, Mm. to be perceived as successful or have it all together, where those weren't my true values. So you actually had to redefine what success 
meant for you now, not your teenage Kendra. That's right. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Um, And so that has brought me to this rebrand. So in spring, I rebranded. And it's been incredible. It's it's kind of hard to describe. Um, But I really had to do some soul searching. And I'm not I'm not 100% there. I'm not going to say I'm complete, and I don't think anyone ever can. Oh, I think that's the most amazing part of it, because I think when when people think of branding or rebranding, mm-hmm. when you have been in this industry, but you're kind of just trying to make your mark in a different way, yes. um, no matter what industry you're in, really, I think that that is a process that I think a lot of people shy away from, and there is a lot of time that gets invested mm-hmm. into a rebrand more so than anything, but there's also a lot of money that gets invested into branding and mm-hmm. you want to be fairly certain that, right? Like you want to be fairly certain. I know that you value, I know that you value your time and your money and your business highly and that mm-hmm. you do not put things in that shouldn't be in. And so right. When you're rebranding, that's, I think, a very confusing process for some people because they're like, oh, well, why would you bother? Why would you bother doing that when you already have a successful career, Mm -hmm. you're great at what you do, why would you bother going through the rebrand process of talking with somebody about your core values and getting a new website and launching a new Instagram and all of new business cards, like all of the whole thing, like all these little itty bitty details. You know me, and I truly believe that there are ways to celebrate every single day. One of the ways I like to treat myself is with a beautiful and meaningful piece of jewelry from Elizabeth Lynn. Elizabeth Lynn has been creating stunning collections for a number of years, and their most recent launch of the Cosmos collection has blown me away. I have already been wearing my Venus necklace every single day, and I don't want to take it off. The delicate layering pieces within all of her collections all seamlessly work together to make each piece timeless. Elizabeth Lynn is the kind of company that you just feel good supporting because once you do, you are part of the family forever. From necklaces, bracelets, earrings, these pieces can go from day to day wear to a night out with your girlfriends perfectly. Each piece is handmade with love by designer and owner, Megan Hammond. She is a one-of-a-kind kind of gal, just like her collection, and trust me on this one, you want to know her and become a part of the Elizabeth Lynn tribe. You can find all of her beautiful collections online at elizabethlynn.ca, as well as in a variety of retail stores across Saskatchewan. She ships her beautiful pieces all over the world, and now is the perfect time to peruse all of the beautiful products just in time for Christmas shopping. Treat yourself or someone who means the world to you by giving them a timeless piece, locally created and made with the utmost care. And as a value member of the Celebrating Simple Life community, get this, you get an exclusive code to receive 15% off your entire order. 15% off your entire order, ladies. You can get a jump start on your holiday shopping by clicking over to elizabethlynn.ca and use the code CELEBRATE15 at checkout to receive your discount. That's elizabethlynn.ca and use the code CELEBRATE15 because today is a great day to celebrate. I think when people think rebrand, they think it's just a look. Right. I get a new logo, I have new colors or whatever. Um, and it's, it's not like it's your voice. It's, um, you know, what you stand for. And so I actually ended up hiring a branding strategist to help me with that. Cause 
I was still trying to figure out who I was and literally worked with her and there were pages and pages and pages of questions she asked me, which then forced me to dig deep. So it almost get, gave, like forced you to press pause yes. and stop talking to yourself in your head yeah. <laughs> and yeah. just bleh it out Out on you. paper. Mm. So that was pretty cathartic. Yeah, um, no kidding. But it was amazing because she was able to basically take my diary, <laughs> is what I call it, <laughs> and transform that and present it to me as like, is it... And I actually cried on a call because she got it. The way she was able to just pull out my messages when I couldn't, you know, succinctly describe what they were, she was able to. So I'm forever grateful Mm. for her for doing that for me. But it did allow me to get really clear on who I am, what I wanted, and what I wanted to portray. Mm. Um, And then along with that comes the graphic design and the website development and the copy and business cards and and meanwhile, Everything. you're trying to work for a living. This, like is, you, this is spring market. Right. Yeah, this that's is like right. <laughs> crazy. There was actually a three-week period where I said to my branding strategist, Allie, I'm like, I'll probably get back to you in three weeks. Like, I just, I can't handle anymore because yeah. I'm servicing clients. Like, you mm-hmm. have to be able to do that too. Um, but it took longer. I think it always takes longer yeah. than you anticipate it taking. And And you didn't want to, you didn't want to, I would imagine you didn't want to rush this process. Like if you're going to go to all of this Mm -hmm. work and inner work and outer work Mm -hmm. for the person you're hiring, like it's a combo thing. You don't want to be like, okay, this is good enough. Okay, whatever. Here we are. Let's just like make it sort of half the way I want it to be just because this has to get done. I would think that would feel incomplete in some way. Absolutely. So, and I feel like you're like me if it's not perfect, like... It, it has to be perfect, Well, and you know right? what? You've actually been somebody that has inspired me in that because I feel like that is a natural tendency and I have been working really hard in the last year as well to listen to all of the things I'm reading and mm-hmm. hearing on other podcasts and blogs and books I'm reading and different things about just start. Yeah. Just start. And it's not talking about throwing caution to the wind and being like, take every single amount of money yes. you've ever made and throw it on red right. <laughs> and hope for the best. Like yeah. Not like that, but just start. Mm -hmm. If there is an idea or a dream or a nudging or a stirring of something, explore that. Explore that. And it might be nothing, but it also might be something Mm -hmm. and you can't know coulda, woulda, shoulda later on if you never actually step into it. And the beauty of it is there's going to be 5,000 mistakes made first until you get it right. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. Like that's the human. Like I'm going to guess when you go back you know, a year from now and you listen to your very first podcast, mm-hmm. you might actually cringe. Yeah. So like, cause or you just laugh hysterically, but yeah. you, you had to start somewhere and it's great. Like I've listened to your podcasts. They're fantastic already. Yeah. It's, it's a learning thing. And yeah. I think that, I think that's the piece. And I think that it's funny because actually in my business and in my podcast, and I think you would maybe have had some of these similar experiences it's in those moments where I'm actually teaching myself to give myself more grace. Yes. Like people say mean, awful, trolling Mm -hmm. things. That is what it is. Does it feel good? No, it doesn't. But a year ago, five years ago, 10 years ago, I might've had an absolute breakdown about it, but those things happen and it's, living my life the way we're living our lives Mm -hmm. and you want to be a good human and you want to be a good person and you know who your people are around you. And that's just that, right? There's, there's nothing more and you can't control the environment around you. You can only Mm -hmm. control your reaction. Exactly. And I remember hearing one time, 
um, you know, if you're fearful about putting something out there or doing something, there's usually one person in your brain that you automatically think mm. is, well, what are they going to think right. of? One, one person. Instead of and the 50 that are that's like, right. you go get that this That you girl. actually yeah. like impacted them or changed <laughs> yeah. their lives or, you know, made a difference. Mm-hmm. And that one thought, and that thought's not even necessarily true. You're telling yourself that. Like you're that. telling yourself yeah. that. And that one thought of that, what, what that one person might think could prevent you from like, sharing your gift to the world or, you know, that's a pretty big thing, sharing your gift to the world. But it could be something so small that makes the smallest impact that maybe makes someone smile that day. 100%. No, I love that. And I know that you incorporate that into um, so many areas of your business because I feel like real estate is real estate. Mm -hmm. There is an actual definition of what real estate buying and selling is. But the umbrella of what a home is for Mm -hmm. somebody and what like having a home is a gift Mm -hmm. having a home and creating a home and living in a home with a community around you Mm -hmm. and the people in your home and the people that come in and out of your home as guests that is really special and that for me is a huge part of my business doing events and parties in people's as homes and them letting me in to yes. their home to help create an experience for them to to connect more with their family and friends and you are more at the beginning part of that process for people when mm-hmm. they're actually trying to figure out how that works and it's not just buying a house is it no it's definitely not and I think that's part of my rebrand too, is we talked a lot about like what a home is and it's not just a structure. Yes, there's components of it, which yes, absolutely. I'm looking for structural defects and whatever yes. when we're looking at home, but the basis of a home is like who you share it with, the context, like it houses first, last, you know, memories, sadness. I'm getting goosebumps like, as we're talking about But this. everything. I know me too. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's because it's cold. Yeah. <laughs> that could be it. Yeah. Um, but I think that like when you start to look at like what a responsibility that is mm-hmm. um, to make sure that somebody actually feels at home in their home. And I think a lot of real estate has gone towards beautiful properties and like just the most expensive furniture and like everything is just perfect but in a lot of cases that's not real life there is a lot of messy parts about home that's right yeah that's right Mm -hmm. um so I kind of trying to bring more light to that and maybe share more stories around you know I think a lot of people particularly when they invite me into their home to sell it and they're showing me their home feeling like they're going to be judged or totally, um, you know, I'm going to say something or think something like I'm sure they've told themselves a million stories too. Every home is different. Um, but every home is the same because it, people live in it yeah. and that's the common denominator right. people in their lives. And yeah, it just houses so much. So there's a lot of emotions that go along with well, it. And buying and selling, like I'm sure like buying a house is often a really exciting, fun process. And it can also be for reasons of great sadness, Absolutely. right? So you're kind of getting all of the emotions. And I can imagine mm-hmm. that with that intimate place that that puts you in with people being mm-hmm. in their home, you're not a part of their family, but you're in in as deep into their home as That's any right. family members are that you kind of very quickly need to navigate what your relationship and role is with your clients, yeah. right? 
Yeah. And usually when, well, when I speak with clients too, I have to kind of know their motivation a little bit. So you, you do get into some of the more personal details. I might be pushing some buttons. Absolutely. <laughs> and, you know, asking some questions. And unless they're feeling really comfortable with you, they're not going to open up. Um, and again, I'm not the right agent for every person, but the more that a client can open up with me, the better I can serve them. Right. The better I can, you know, take care of the details or know when there's a touchy point or you know a a spot where they might feel sadness and we can kind of just appreciate that and Mm -hmm. and be comfortable with it but there's so many emotions that go along with it and this past year I I mean I think every realtor has done this but really help people who've been through some really tragic events or dealing with some really tough life circumstances and they need to make a move and they're carrying that with them. Like if they've lost a husband mm-hmm. and they raised a family in that home for years, that's hard. Yeah. It might be inevitable that they need to sell, but that doesn't change the fact that it's like that so it's much more. Yeah. yeah totally. So I, I like to think that I'm able to guide them through that and hold their hand if that's what they want or if they need space they get space but there's more than just I'm gonna just we're gonna sign this contract and here's how you're gonna negotiate yes that's all there too but I like to think I can bring a different aspect to it well, as and that's well. the thing that I think that I really admire about you I mean I know you personally but having had numerous real estate experiences with you I could have I could have, I I see you with your other clients and I see you because I like to tell people about you because (laughs) it's such a, has been such a positive experience for me, not because you're my friend. I know that this is just you because I see this in other areas that there's just these things where you ask the right questions and you've like just said the right thing. You know how like sometimes when you're like, you have like a, a best friend who just like gets what you're saying and you don't really need to like say it. They just read your mind and you're like, Oh, that feels like such a relief Mm -hmm. at certain times because you just, you don't even even know what the right question is to ask, but the right answer is already coming back to you and it just feels seamless and easy. That would be how I would describe Mm -hmm. you. And I, (laughs) I laugh because I follow you on Instagram. And if you don't follow Kendra Stout on real estate on Instagram, you should, because (laughs) she posts these, Awesome. You've just, you've really dove into video in the last um, couple of years and really gone in in the last year with video and the good and the bad and the (laughs) ugly of real estate. You got to watch your outtakes. They're hysterical. But the post that I was howling about the other day is seeing you mow the lawn. Here she is. I'm like, was that on Kendra's teenage checklist? Uh... Business suit. Check. In a lawnmower, check. Yeah, totally. <laughs> you know, like that is what, that to me is what taking care of people mm-hmm. is. And probably wasn't what you got dressed for in the morning was no. thinking, oh, wow, I better put on my pumps because I'm going to be mowing the lawn today. <laughs> totally. You know, but seeing you do that, I was like, that is what it is. And in my industry is very similar. I've, for yes. years, had people be like, oh my goodness, you an event coordinator mm-hmm. that is so glamorous yeah and I my head almost spins completely off of my neck because mm-hmm. maybe Jennifer Lopez in right. the wedding planner made it look <laughs> super glamorous yeah. years ago but there is pretty much nothing glamorous about it like mm-hmm. it is a service profession which is yes. 
similar to real estate agent, like this is a service that you are offering mm-hmm. people. So if you are not willing to get your hands dirty, you're not going to yeah. get that level of, I think, success. And however you define success, obviously, right. is very different. I know you have you have been like the top producer in your agency for a good part of 2019 because you work your tail off. And I see that about you. And I know that that is challenging because it is a very demanding industry and you have a family and you have commitments in life like everybody else that is hard to juggle, but you give so much of yourself to Mm -hmm. your clients that I can imagine it's a lot to juggle. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, it is a lot to juggle. It's interesting you say that. Um, I just came back from a weekend away for a, a quarterly business planning session, three days. And the very first day we determined our core values. And I was super shocked, a little guilty, um, but it really opened my eyes to what my actual core values mm. were. And business ranked above my family, which I might even cry yeah. talking about it because... <laughs> I think especially as women, we think we're supposed to be the mom and take care of our kids mm-hmm. and our husbands and the home and everything. And it's really, it just made me sit and think because my, my business ranked ahead of all of it. They were very close. Don't get me wrong. Right. It's not like yeah. they're opposite ends of the spectrum. Yeah. But um, the other people that were there too, we, we had honest conversations about it and it's okay like just because we're a woman doesn't mean we are meant to just do the motherly things or the wife things or cook and clean and all of those things too. We can have other aspirations and dreams. Well, and I think the thing that I keep coming back to is I have struggled with that my entire career. Mm-hmm. Had had children relatively early in, mm-hmm. in my career. And so there wasn't a very long time that I was in the event industry without children. Right. And so there's always been this, this balancing act that's gone on. And in reading recent books and different things, I've I've shared this on my Instagram before about this, but it was it was actually reading Girl Stop Apologizing by Rachel mm, Hollis yeah. that it and that was a very recent read for me actually, <laughs> where my brain suddenly tweaked a little bit in this idea and mm-hmm. um, having a child with health concerns for myself and stuff has definitely shifted um, my career and my family and the balance and all of those things too just because there's been some extra care yes. needed there, but the the feeling of feeling guilty. And the feeling of being shamed for mm-hmm. for wanting success, whatever success means, that doesn't necessarily mean financial. It might mean financial, and that yeah. is fine too. It doesn't matter. Like I think there's just always this feeling of, well, it's okay if men say they want to be successful, or yes. men want to go fly on their jet to the week for the weekend to go play golf in Palm Springs, or right. or men have hit their six figures their million dollars for their quarter and they're just ready to go and everyone's like whoa yeah they're they're praised for it yeah they are and I think there's this piece where we're supposed to like almost hide that because Mm -hmm. within women like you don't want to look like you're bragging right you don't want to look like you're not taking care of your family how on earth are you making this much money if you still have children to take care of you know there's just this piece and what I read in her book was she she more so span it in a sense of 
um, why do we not want to raise our daughters? Mm -hmm. You have a daughter. I have two daughters. Like how, how do we not want to raise our daughters to see their mothers thriving, happy, passionate, Mm -hmm. loving what they are doing, not Oh, got a case of the Mondays. Wish I wasn't having to get out of bed again. Oh, darn it on the week. You know, like that for me has really changed my perspective because I've always loved what I've done. Mm -hmm. So my kids have seen that their whole entire life. Do they say, mom, don't go to work. I want you to stay here with me every single time. And they're not that little anymore. So (laughs) the fact that they still say that, that is not, that is not something that I have to feel guilty Mm -hmm. about because when I am with them, I am with them. Yes. We are present and we are hanging out. We are not working. Mm-hmm. We are having the time of our lives. We travel. We have family nights. We do stuff. We yes. go shopping. Like a million things in a row. I could spend 24-7 with them for the rest of their life and they would still say, Mom, can we hang out? Right. And that's beautiful and yeah. precious. But that isn't realistic exactly. either. Yeah. So, yeah, like I agree with what you're saying. I think that there is just this feeling and I think that you you are being a force in this and I appreciate that about you the way that you're the way that you're showing your real side on on your Instagram and yes your pictures are beautiful and no does a house sell when it looks like garbage no no it doesn't <laughs> unless it's priced right no. right unless it's priced right yeah if you're giving yeah. it away then maybe totally. yeah. yeah but yeah like you're really good at at um at just at being real and authentic about that and realistic about mm-hmm. what people can expect. And yes, you are composed and put together and the way that you show yourself is, is always professional. But I love that you've started showing these like inner back end video mm-hmm. clips and things that are just real because everybody is already aware that we are all human beings. That's right. Like that's not a secret. (laughs) One of like, um, the phrases that came out through the rebranding process for me was wanting to showcase the real life of real estate, not to be confused with the real housewives of orange (laughs) County or whatever. That's a whole nother episode. Yeah. Like the real life of real estate. It's not all glamorous. It's, um, it's heartbreaking. It's emotional. There's a lot of joy to it as well. Like there's, it's a roller coaster for clients, for kids, for family members that are watching their, you know, elderly parents make the transition from their family home to, you know, maybe the nursing home or a condo. And you're taking people through stages of their lives. And so I need to be able to be aware of that. And I want to showcase the real life. I mm-hmm. I don't just want to showcase the glamorous parts about it. Like, it gets messy. It's hard. It does. Well, and I love that about you. And I think you're doing such a great job. Mm-hmm. And um, I want, I always like to finish up my interview yes. with some, like, real-life <laughs> questions. So we're going to flow right into real awesome. life here. I love it. Um, and so what would you do in your morning that starts your intention for the day? Do you have like mm-hmm. a routine or something first that you do? I know you have two children yes. and life is busy and full, but it what's is. for Kendra in the morning? I think I'm still working on the actual routine part, but there's one thing that stuck with me these past few months is I, I don't check my phone until it's time to start work. And somebody said something in a podcast, it was along the lines of, if you wake up and you check your phone, you're instantly reacting to the day rather than taking charge of it. So you wake up, you see that email, and it's like, 
oh no, this happened. Right. And now you're, the rest of your day is scrambled. You haven't even you, had a chance to be the calm. You yet. haven't, yeah, yeah, you haven't set, like you said, your intentions yeah. for the day. It set it for you. So putting the phone away, it's funny. Um, we went to Elkridge for a weekend and my son, who's four, he goes, mom, we were in the hotel room. He goes, mom, they have one of those things. And like, it was like, it was super fancy. It was an alarm clock. <laughs> Because we all use our phones for alarms, It's funny you say right? that because I've been thinking of buying an alarm clock. Absolutely. And I've said this to a few people. Actually, on the show, you guys are going to hear me like repeat this. Like, yeah. Because I do use my phone for that. And that makes it so hard yeah. to not look. Because yeah. you see the little red circles mm-hmm. on the things. Like You're like, oh boy, yep. is there a fire already? It's only 7 a.m. Yeah. Like my <laughs> inbox has to not have a number yes. on it. That's me. So if I put it in my closet or in the kitchen to charge overnight, that forces it a little bit more. I like that. Yeah. So, okay, so now that you've set your intention for the day, <laughs> you start your morning. I already, I already know the answer to this. I'll ask you anyways. <laughs> What's your coffee or tea order? There you <laughs> go. Yes, I'm not a coffee drinker. Um, I don't know. And it, somehow it just, you are just oh as energetic gosh. as I've ever seen them. Could you yeah. imagine me on coffee then? Um, no, I'm really into spearmint tea lately Ooh. with just like a little bit of honey. Very energizing. Not, not too like minty, but just it's just nice, subtle. Yeah, that's, good. that's my drink of choice yeah. lately. That ma- that matches you. Yeah, yeah, it totally does. <laughs> um, so when you are out and about in your days, I know that you are mm. driving all over the place all day long. What is one thing that you definitely have in your purse? Mm. Um, a tape measure. <laughs> I actually think I need one for my keychain because when you're in houses with clients and, oh, will our TV stand fit here? Hang on a second. Allow like, me to help yeah, you. Yeah, I have a tape measure in my purse. Oh, I time. love that. That's a good answer. <laughs> you're like jack of all trades here. Uh-huh. Um, what is one thing, I know we talked to, we've talked a lot about how you care for other people, but what mm. is one thing that you do or few things how do you self-care to manage your own mental health and juggling everything that life has in it what do you do last year I got introduced to yoga through a friend and in the winter time I really enjoy hot yoga because I'm always cold Um, but it also forces me to be away from my phone for an hour in a room where it's just me and my thoughts are being guided by somebody which is great but more so lately, I think, too, is just actually taking a moment and listening to your body. Mm. It will tell you what it needs. And I think the thought is so fleeting, like, when it comes to you, that we all, we often just say, well, no, I, you know, I... We're already on to the next yeah, thing. Like, yeah. You don't need... No, just keep pushing on. Right. So I'm just trying to be more aware of asking myself, like, what do I need and actually... Right. Doing what it what it's telling me. Right. Which yeah. is interesting because I find we probably often do that for our kids. Like they're upset about something yeah. or it's easy to be like, are you hungry? Are yeah. you thirsty? Are you mm-hmm. tired? Do yeah. you need to sit down for a minute? And like all of these basic necessities that usually we just throw past and just be like, yeah. no, what? we're fine. Oh, wait, I haven't eaten since 7.30 mm-hmm. a.m. and it's now 3 in the afternoon. Yeah. Oh, maybe I'm hungry. Or how often yeah. do your daughters come to you and they're like, I want to do this and it's way out of left field. You have no idea where it came from, but you're like, they're, they're literally, that's what they want that's to do. There's no do. rhyme or reason to it. They're not thinking about, Oh, well we can't do that because X, Y, and Z. Like they just want to do that. That's so interesting. And, and our, I don't know about you, but my always initial thought on is that is like, 
no, yeah. that's not the right time. Why on earth would I not be like, right. yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I like that. So to wrap up today, what is like a, what is one you've given me so many amazing tidbits that I need to think about mm. after this, but what is one piece of advice or something that, that you remind yourself of, um, in a day that you could leave with our listeners today mm. as a, as just a tangible piece of something that they can use to make their day better today or tomorrow? I don't know if it's advice, but maybe just something to think about, um, which I've been thinking a lot about this past year, but don't play small. Mm. And that could be with anything like we're all meant to be here for some reason or another. Um, own that. I like that. Just, just don't play small. Just own it. Be you. Be yourself. Be unapologetic. Because at the end of the day, does anything else really matter? Go big or go home. Yeah. Just, I love just, that. Just do it. I love that. Yeah. Well, um, where can our guests and listeners find you on the social media realm if they don't get to meet you in person in the next little while. How do they find Kendra? Yeah, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram, uh, Kendra Sowden Real Estate, or my tags. You can find me there. My website, KendraSowden.com. Well, and I will tag everything in the show notes so that awesome. you can find and follow and see where her journey takes her. Thank you, Kendra. This has been lovely. Thank you. I could not be more excited to let you know that Shine Summit tickets are now available. Shine Summit takes place October 1st, 2020. So you have lots of time to reflect, think about how this event might be exactly what you have been looking for. This is going to be a day that will change your life. If you are an entrepreneur or a leader in your industry, maybe you're dreaming of making changes in your life, you will not want to miss this opportunity. When you take time to invest in you, your business, it it affects all the areas in your life. It benefits your family, your community, and all the relationships around you. I am literally so passionate about connecting people in ways that help them grow, and this Shine Summit is the perfect opportunity for that. I have experienced firsthand how investing in myself and in my business by attending an event such as this can absolutely change the trajectory of your life because it has happened to me. Here's why this is powerful. Life is hard. Business is hard. And some days it honestly doesn't take much to feel like everything is going in a chaotic direction. And what is the point of putting in all of the work and effort that running a business and being a leader within your organization takes? But I'm here to tell you that Shine Summit will not only inspire you and give you all of the feels, you guys, but this Shine Summit is going to give you hands-on, tangible tools that will help directly take your life and your business to the next level. Being surrounded by like-minded individuals and those who have been in their entrepreneurial and business journeys longer uh, than maybe you have is absolutely essential. Hearing from them, hearing their stories, hearing their mistakes, and how they're willing to share their experiences, vulnerability, and really try to help you avoid those same mistakes. We have experts from all over that are going to be coming to share their expertise and to grow together. You will be blown away 
by our headliner, Sarah Heron. Isn't that the girl from The Bachelor? Why, yes, it sure is. Sarah is a force to be reckoned with, and she has taken her experience of being on a public television show and putting her story out there in the world and taking her disability that she was born with and turning it into something extraordinary. She has an incredible story, an incredible business sense, and she is such an inspiring woman. And you get to hang out with her and be inspired. This summit has been created to surround you with a community of incredible women who will challenge you, help you grow and thrive, and we want to see you there. Imagine the energy, joy, and engaging lessons that you get to be a part of and incorporate those directly into your life and business in ways that are specifically tailored to you. We will be talking about leadership, marketing, social media, overcoming adversity, reinventing your business in new and unique ways. This is not the type of conference where you are just going to hear speeches and leave with a few notes. If you are struggling in finding your niche to sell more, to organize your finances, or maybe you're even afraid to admit the things that you wish you understood in business, then this is the place for you. This is a summit where you will be challenged to be interactive, to dig deeper in order to achieve the goals that you are dreaming of. Shine Summit is being hosted in the most beautiful event space where everyone attending is there for the same purpose, to shine. These tickets are going to sell out fast and as a listener of Celebrating Simple Life, the podcast, you are the first to know. Check out shinecollective.ca for all the juicy details. This show would not be possible without you, my incredible listeners. It would mean the world to me if you would subscribe to Celebrating Simple Life wherever you listen to podcasts. If you really want to make my day, leave a review. Each week, I will pick one review that will be read on the show, and the person who left that review will receive a special gift from me. Cheers to Celebrating Simple Life.